past 8.06 on your Thursday morning here on the all-new This Morning with Stacey Brunsell, Daryl McIntyre, Morley too. Uh, great to have you, Chedville, uh, joining us here in the morning. Uh, we were reminded of the passage of time again mm-hmm. as uh, Daniel Smith put out a statement yesterday uh, about her one-year anniversary as Premier of the province of Alberta. And just uh, what an honour it has been for her to... to be in that role for the past year. And I went, wow, it's been a year. Depends on who you talk to. Some say it just went by like crazy, and others say that's the longest one year of my life. Depends on who you support. Always does. Yeah, where you are on the political spectrum, there have been scandals. Uh, She has kept some of the promises that she made. She let others fall by the wayside. With a year in review, Catherine Grunkowski, Alberta legislature reporter for Alberta Today. Good morning, Catherine. Good morning. Thanks for having me on. Uh, how do you how do you wrap up a year? It was a, it was a, a fascinating year. It, what, what do you think is the biggest event in the past year for Danielle Smith? Oh my goodness! That's I know, a, right? <laughs> where do you start? I'm because I was looking back as well with the statement. It's like all that happened in the past twelve months. Mm-hmm. Um, well, there's there's been you know some highlights. Uh, there's the promise to fight back against Ottawa. For sure, she's done that. She promised to balance the budget. She's done that. And there's now uh, fiscal anchors uh, legislated. Um, but there's also been some some low lights. I mean, there's the wildfires, which were not necessarily her fault, but she had to face that in the middle of an election. There was the E. coli outbreak. There was... I mean, where do you begin? There's also the ethics commissioner investigating her uh, attempt to interfere with the justice system. So there's been some high highs and some low lows in the past 12 months. Let's talk a bit about some of the promises she made and and that she's delivered on. So you mentioned um, fighting against Ottawa. We we were seeing those ads right across the country, getting some backlash to those ads right across the country. Um, That's something that she vowed to do, and that's what she's doing. Are there other things that uh, she sort um, sort of campaigned on that she's fulfilled? Yeah, um, so she's she's pushed back about against what she has characterized as the gun grab. Been, as you mentioned, very vocal about those electricity regulations, um, and she did promise to bring in a sovereignty act, and she did that. Although she's gone from saying, "Yeah, cabinet's going to be able to unilaterally rewrite laws with this Henry VIII clause," to sort of scaling it back to saying, "I hope." We never have to use this, but they are preparing a motion for the fall. Uh, tell me if you, if you agree with this, this this sentiment, because it seems to me the first six months, uh, everything from Arthur Pulaski to, uh, you know, some some misstatements, etc. First six months were, were a little on the rocky side, I would think. But to me, in the last six months, and certainly since the election, a lot of those bumps seem to have smoothed out. Now, either we got them all out of the way early, or it's just starting to get into into a bit more of a, of a zone. Doesn't mean there isn't criticism of policy, but those bumps, those big bumps, I haven't seen as much in the last six months. Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of interesting because we never know which Smiths are going to get, right? Like, she's been called a kooky conspiracy theorist. And then you get the charming, charismatic, down-to-earth woman who's washing dishes at the restaurant she owns with her husband. And we've seen fiery libertarian populist Smith. And then we've seen boring wonk Smith who's, who's thinking about policy. Um, we have seen some... Uh, 
controversies, but it's not um, maybe the the bozo eruptions of of you know uh, the comments about Russia's invasion of Ukraine or saying she's Cherokee and her or that her family fled communism when they came before uh, the USSR existed. Um, we haven't seen that much, and I think during the general election campaign. Um, one of the successes was that she kind of kept qu- quiet and didn't put her foot in her mouth. So um, she has been uh, trying to lean towards the the more boring, although th- th- that's not to say the, the, the controversy has not stopped. I mean, um, the lab privatization project, for example, had to be walked back after the ballooning wait times down in Calgary. Um, uh, she's been musing about perhaps allowing coal mining in the eastern slopes. I think that's a minefield. Um, there's there's a lot of a lot of uh, landmines ahead for sure. So we'll see how long that lasts. Yeah. There are there are a couple of things that she really hasn't fulfilled on, including um, health spending accounts. Where's where's that? Where's the provincial police force, uh, the Human Rights Act that she was supposed to amend? Those are some of the things that she campaigned on that just haven't come to fruition. Yeah, so for all the promise made, promise kept, there's also some promise made, promise watered down, or even promise broken. As, as you mentioned, um, she was uh, part of how she was elected in the leadership race was by harnessing this anger at a lot of the COVID restrictions. And and um, she at one point said and then had to apologize for saying uh, the unvaccinated were the most discriminated against in her lifetime. And she had campaigned on a promise to amend the Human Rights Act. Um, but reality kind of hit once she gets into the Premier's office and say, actually, you can't. can't do that. Um, uh you mentioned the health spending accounts. Um, she had promised that, saying MLAs have it. Why can't all Albertans? Um, and then they said, "Oh, it's a little more complicated." And now, in the most recent mandate letter, it's like, "Oh, we'll study it and see if it's feasible." Um, she campaigned on the provincial police force mandate letter. Now says, "Oh, we'll let municipalities decide." One one more thing before we got to let you go, because now we look ahead to the future. Obviously, this Alberta pension plan is being pushed. We hear ads all over the place. Uh, The latest polls I've seen show that most Albertans don't want it. They want to stick with the CPP. So how much of a a blow could that be uh, to her political uh, landscape if if Albertans just go, no, we're not doing that? Well, I think we have to look at the timing and the context, and the decision's not going to be made until next year. But in the meantime, in November, we have a UCP AGM, and so a lot of this is to that base um, that <laughs> you got to dance with the one that brought you. <laughs> and um, this is this is sort of a throw to to that base, um, saying, "Hey, we we said we're going to look at this provincial." pension plan. So even if it's not popular with um, the general population, there is there is this contingent within her party that she has to appease. And so that's why we're seeing that now, I think. Thanks, Catherine. I, I would like to talk about health care under her reign. I'm just taking a look at the wait times at ERs around uh, the Edmonton area. Seven hour wait at the Misericordia already. Uh, five hours at the Royal Alexander Hospital and uh, four hours in Sturgeon at uh, in St. Albert as well. But we, we've run out of time, Catherine, but we reserve the right to bring you back. 
I'll absolutely love to be back anytime. And yes, we could go on forever. Thanks for having me on. You bet. Catherine Gorkowski, uh, reporter at the Alberta Legislature for Word It Today. Great to chat with her. Yeah, it's, it's one year down. We've got a few more to come. We'll see how things, uh, how things look uh, down the road.